Today is the feast of Saint Martha, but since I preached about her just eight days ago, um, you can catch that on the Rich Thoughts podcast episode number 281, I'm not going to preach about her today. Instead, we're going to concentrate on the first reading, which is the famous story of the golden calf. This seems to be a pretty unbelievable story, that just a few weeks after God has sent the ten plagues, um, allowed the people of Israel to get out of Egypt by parting the Red Sea and appearing very clearly still up there on Mount Sinai, God is there, that the people would then start worshiping a golden calf. We'll explore how this story um, is in the Bible and why it's where it is. But the main point is still clear to us. None of us may be worshipping idols of molten gold, but do we place things in our lives before God? The Bible is a terribly complicated book in some places. There are many different authors of various books of the Bible, and many books of the Bible have multiple authors, and they all have different understandings of the role of religion and their understanding of God. And they wrote in very different centuries. And one of the key confusions is that the stories we read are often written down centuries after they happened, with the ideas of a current situation informing why the story is being told the way it is. Did the people really make a golden calf in the Sinai? It's not clear. There are two other books of the Old Testament that speak of the worship of golden calves. They are the first book of Kings and Hosea. The first book of Kings explains that when the kingdom of Israel split in two with the southern kingdom of Judah and the northern kingdom of um, Israel, King Jeroboam instituted worship at the cities of Bethel and Dan so that the people of the northern kingdom did not have to go to Jerusalem to worship. And he had them worship these golden calves, is what we're told. The other book that talks about this is Hosea, and Hosea is criticizing this worship of golden calves. Now, the interesting thing is that what we're hearing in the first book of Kings might be sort of a a worst-case scenario or a development of what happened, because the, the God Yahweh, as we understand him, Part of our understanding of him comes from the ancient pagan god El of the Canaanites, the the head god that they had. And many of the properties we associate with Yahweh come from the Canaan understanding of El. And El was seen as he would be seated on a golden bull. And so even with the idea of having the golden calf, there might have been an intention of actually worshipping Yahweh, but representing him by being seated on this golden calf. But no matter how good the intentions were, this worship of the golden calves and Bethel and Dan led to divisions instead of unity of the people of Israel. And 
probably a transfer of the worship of God to this calf. There were political overtones, and this was an act of disobedience. So, whether or not there was worship of a golden calf in the Sinai, as Moses was receiving the Ten Commandments, the story is still very relevant to us. Most of us are not worshiping molten idols of gold. But how many times do our intentions sort of get us to drift away from our worship of God? Do we perhaps think that the way we pray is the best way for everyone to pray? And so we criticize those who pray differently. Or do we point to our worship at Mass to justify doing things the rest of the time that are contrary to the gospel. So yes, this may be a lot more relevant to us in this day and age than we would care to admit. Holy Spirit, be with us as we continue to examine our motivations for praying, for worshiping the ways that we do. Amen.